0: Imagine I can envision a world where business doesn't take up more space than it really should. You know, not everything should be a transaction, not everything should be in the realm of commerce. Expanding possibilities. The mindset. Zone. I'm your
1: host, Anna Malikian, and this podcast is brought to you by my company and Coaching. Our mission is to support individuals and organizations to increase their impact while avoiding burnout. We do this through speaking, training, and coaching. For more information, visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of.com, .com, it's .zone. There you can access all the episode notes, links, and other amazing resources, all at mindset dot zone. Today, our special guest is Mark Silver. Since 1999, Mark has worked with heart-centered entrepreneurs to help them realize that every act of business can be an act of love. Mark is one of the Pioneers in Integrating Real Spirituality with the Nitty-Gritty of Small Businesses. And he has now published his book, Heart-Centered Business, Healing from Toxic Business Culture So Your Small Business Can Thrive. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Mark. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So Why did you decide to write this book?
0: I've been doing this work for 23 years. I've self-published smaller things, but I've never really seen myself as a writer. And I never really had ambitions to write a book. It was not on my radar. And actually, one of our clients who works for the publishing house approached me and said, I really want you to submit a proposal. This work is really astounding for me personally, where you create a proposal for our publishing house. And I just went in my heart and it, it just, it was the right thing to do is kind of the best way. There's lots of strategic things I could say about it. Like, you know, it, it distills down, you know, a couple decades of experience into something more accessible. You know, it really brings things together. I wanted more people to get help before they spent way too much on the wrong kinds of training, you know, on more harmful kinds of training. But really, it just it it, it was just a deep guidance that I was like, oh i'm I'm supposed to write this book now, so I did. <laughs>
1: and uh, I think you have to be very pleased because I had the opportunity of reading your book and it's an excellent guide. And I love, and this is where I want to really zoom in our conversation today, because yes, you have there a guide for any small business that is starting, is in the middle of already succeeding and wants to go to the next step. You have a guide there to help them in the journey. And I think one of more refreshing things that you have there that uh, goes beyond the, the small businesses is your framework of seeing that uh, he, uh, the culture around business, uh, recognizing the toxicity that we have there, but that doesn't have to be that way. Uh, and you are a person that cares avi- about the environment, You c- cares about spirituality,
0: so um How do you see business as a force for good? I'm not a professional historian, but I've been very curious about how we ended up where we are. And commerce and trade have been part of humanity for as long as we have records and before direct bartering it's looked very different in different cultures the way that we have it right now is not the way it's always been and it doesn't have to be this way and and so I can imagine I can envision a world where business one doesn't take up more space than it really should you know not everything should be a transaction not everything should be in the realm of commerce and that when it's in its' rightful size, then we can bring love to it, we can bring care to it. and uh, and it can really serve us instead of what I think has happened is that we're, we've ended up in service to it. Um, and I, it, it feels so backwards and so painful, um, as I think most people, can attest from their experiences interacting with with the world of business. But I could see uh, it being one avenue where our gifts can be unleashed in really beautiful ways. I can see a tremendous amount of creativity brought to how we support ourselves and support each other. Uh, and lean into uh, a vision for more collective care rather than just everyone out for themselves. Um, And I think that um, business can also bring an element of playfulness and fun to life if it's not reducing so many people to pure survival. You know, if we're caring for people above survival level, then it can actually be quite fun. If the consequences of quote-unquote losing aren't so catastrophic, then it, we there's more room for risk, there's more room for creativity, there's more room for um, really seeing it open up an entirely different reality for us.
1: Okay, so let's unpack this because there's so much stuff here that is so fascinating. I love, I like you, I'm not, uh, um, uh, my background is in psychology, not history, but I like to look to the the thread of history as much as I can. And like you're saying, commerce and tra- uh, trade, how do you say, even if we think about the, the written language, the cuneiform in Babylonia start because of the trade agreements to exchange, how many ships do we sell to this person and so forth so it starts as a very pragmatic kind of thing and allow in terms of the evolution afterwards to create this world of the written language that we take advantage now uh, and uh, if we think about the the silk route uh, how it was important at the time for bringing Cultures and traditions to cross cultures together. That was so important and so transformational in world history, and I like that. And even if we think about the Greeks and the cities in Greek, that were their independence through commerce, uh, the city states that made uh, the create the the medium for all the philosophers and thinkers of the old Greece to thrive. So there is something fascinating there. So I love your perspective that the, the problem is not in the com- commerce of the trade or in money per se,
0: but what we do with it, correct? So, yes, that's exactly it. It's And it's not even so much the individual choice about what we do with it, but it's how we structure things. One of the things that as a, as a spiritual teacher, um, you know, we can, in this culture, um, really elevate the importance of the individual and individualism and individual choice, which obviously has a really important place. And, um, and we do this spiritually too, where we elevate, you know, like, uh, you know, spiritual connection or mindset or what have you. But that often overlooks how supportive structure is. And when we create structures that reinforce connection, that reinforce, um, you know, help us make choices for the good, it really can transform business in tremendous ways. I mean, even just making things like, I mean, so blatantly, like stealing, if stealing is illegal, it's not that no one will ever steal, but it makes it much more likely, much less likely, and we end up um, being able to actually have trust <laughs> in the marketplace and we're to the point where it's like, oh, when something gets stolen, it's noteworthy because it doesn't happen you know, so often. Um, and so there's all these kinds of different structures and supports that we can put in place to really create transformational business. It's, it's a lot of what the book gets into. It's like, how do we create, you know, considering that we're in this milieu, we're in this structure, how can we create structures within our business to hold our heart, to hold uh, our caring and our love, and to be able to express our values and our integrity uh, without undermining the business, without uh, losing um, losing our shirt, you know, really being able to have the business function effectively.
1: And I love because you are really challenging, limiting beliefs that we have and that we have the power of a. Uh, uh, break through that limiting beliefs and build a new belief system. And this, in many ways, um, is music to my ears because I'm in the process myself of becoming a big corporation, beneficial corporation, that uh, the focus is the triple bottom line. Yes, I'm a for-profit. I have a for-profit company. So profits are very important and also important is all stakeholders, all the people involved, from people that work with me to my customers, to my clients, to the planet and the impact that we have in the environment. So, and if we, instead of narrowing, we amplify our focus and consider different elements, is absolutely, in my opinion, possible to create businesses that in our society become a force for good. And I think that is what you are doing with your work too, that I love, and helping others succeed in this more broad,
0: wider perspective. Thank you. That's exactly the intention. And the truth is that it's extremely practical too. A small business, you know, for many small businesses, you know, over these last more than two decades that I've worked with thousands of businesses, one of the biggest stumbling blocks where people struggle, of course, is marketing. And um, there's a lot of places that, a lot of things beyond marketing that a business needs to be successful, but marketing is one of the really big ones where people stumble. If you are not treating the world at large, your network of relationships, your clients, your customers with care, with love, even what happens is, is that people get disaffected that creates, you know, it it undermines having long-term repeat business. It undermines uh, collaborative relationships and you end up having to do way more marketing because you're essentially doing a scorched earth policy. And um, we see this in so many companies where they're pursuing scorched earth policies. But when you see a company that cares for the people, cares about delivering something of quality, cares about following through, and of course, is also caring for itself. We don't want to leave ourselves out. Caring for everything includes ourselves. Then what happens is is that the business can be viable for the long term with a lot less effort. A lot less effort.
1: And is that that we have because it's like you're saying that the, the expression is the bait and switch from the marketing advertisement uh, and not the caring. And that I love your emphasis, how you bring, bring your own spirituality to bringing and seeing the business as love and care. We can uh, really, uh, most in the coaching and consulting world that I I'm, uh, come from. Uh, People, is I always used to say, it's not our first live that we decide to open our own business as a coach or a consultant. And we want to do it, yes, to make a living for ourselves and to make a better living for the people around us. And it's possible, uh, but there are so much misinformation out there, so much fog out there that is really works like yours really gives a lighthouse for people to guide them through all the confusion in terms of messaging that is mainly
0: in the online world. Thank you. Yes. Well and oh, here's a perfect example of how mindset plays in to undermining it. Because you know, there are so many clients, I'm thinking one in particular, who, you know, they they're really skilled. They do something that's really beautiful. It really helps people. In this case, I'm thinking of a healthcare practitioner, alternative healthcare practitioner. People see a lot of um, a lot of their patients are people where Western medicine just kind of didn't have any answers for what was going on, some kind of chronic illness and issues. So the work they're doing is incredibly important, incredibly beautiful. They put their whole heart in it, but when they've learned like really terrible business tactics, what happens is is that they start to feel a split inside themselves. They feel like they can't be themselves, like they have to be their best self when they're with a client, but when they're running the business, that it's like they have to become a monster. They have to become somebody sleazy. And people often either don't follow through, like I've seen, because they refuse to... Um, break their integrity break their heart or if they do follow through they feel gross and it's half-hearted and it's not really effective as it shouldn't be um because you have to you have to really divorce yourself from your heart to make those kinds of tactics work but when you can find an aligned way to be in business the business doesn't the running the business feels the same as working with clients and that can that can feel like a Fantasy until you're actually doing it and you realize that, wow, this business is as sacred as the medicine that I'm doing with people. Um, This, you know, the marketing or the systems can carry the same kind of love and care that I bring to the people that I'm trying to help them with their health so they can have their lives and their families back. It's, and we see this over and over again. And the mindset piece is being willing to lean in to the difficult parts of business where it looks like there's no love, where it looks like the only way to do it is a terrible way. And one of the questions that we ask most often, is love available even here in this difficult place? And um, uh, you know, what I've discovered is that yes, Very often, love is available, and if it's not, then we probably, we definitely, I won't say probably, we definitely don't need that particular tactic in business. There's going to be an alternative um, where love is available, where caring and integrity is available,
1: yeah because even the marketing that you are speaking in the beginning that there is so many negative connotations and that when i start my online business like 12 13 years ago i had that i my background is psychology i i was in clinical psychology for many years then i decided to move to coaching and my vision of marketing and sales was my gosh, that is selling psychology and so many of the things. I had a very snob image of marketing and sales because there are many evidence for that snob <laughs> uh, the negative image there, let's be honest with it too. There is. A- a- and the turning point for me to, to have a successful online business was when I realized that the marketing was a way of communicating. Was a way of creating awareness about what we do, what we can bring to the world. And then that changed my perspective. That made me, I like to communicate. I like to, I believe that my message is important. So if the marketing is uh, speaking about my message, oh, I'm
0: all for it. Amen. I think that's beautiful. And I, and I want to also say that you know, for for folks who are facing issues in their business or facing issues in business that they're having reactions to, it's really important to not think or not try to get over those feelings. Yeah. That the upset that one has, that so many people have is legitimate and it actually is a sign of a healthy heart, of a healthy sense of integrity, and it's really good guidepost. But what we don't want to do that so many people do do that we all do as human beings is that when something looks gross we turn away from it yeah. entirely instead of saying okay this looks gross there are there are legitimately really terrible ways to do this but i'm going to open my heart i'm going to lean in not to embrace the terrible ways but to see is there something better is there something pure is there something that i can find in the world of sales in the world of marketing in the world of systems in the world of business and structures, is there a way to do this in a heart-centered way that um, that really matches who I am and what my heart wants? And it's when people are willing to lean into that discomfort. One of the things that I that I've said for a long time is I think one of the most important capacities that we can develop as a human being is the ability to be with uncomfortable emotions so that we're not trying to just soothe them or turn away from them, but instead, and I'm not talking about harming ourselves or, you know, staying in a traumatic or terrible or abusive situation. I just mean that when uncomfortable emotions come up, can we realize that they're not harmful in and of themselves that we can lean in and go, okay, What is really here? Is there something like this is really important information and what else is here? It's showing me what not to step on. Are there safe places to walk in this arena and start to ask that question?
1: Yeah. And avoidance is not the strategies. The facing that discomfort within safety, of course, but facing that discomfort And I think this is vital for business owners of small business or business of all sizes. And even for anybody working in an organization, if they feel that something is not right, probably they are right and (laughs) they have to face that. And one instrument, and I had an interview here in the podcast of Mindset Zone about that, that i we are speaking about mission uh, vision and values because i think when we articulate uh, in a business in a small business what is our mission with the uh, what is our vision where we want to take uh, the business and the values that are the base and then we honor that that can create a wonderful dynamic that becomes our uh, that uh, guiding posts
0: you're absolutely right. These can be really, really helpful, and without digging too deeply, because that's obviously a whole—you've got a whole <laughs> podcast on it. It's a—it's a whole big thing. One of the cautions I have for folks when they approach that, especially because, again, it's one of those things that has been done very badly, <laughs> very often. You know, <laughs> where you see these visions and missions and statements that don't really mean anything. It's like. We want to keep things really simple and really humble. I, I was talking about this recently with a client, just that we, in and of ourselves, like it's so built into our culture, the, the sense of individual responsibility and the sense of like, oh, you've got to make a big impact and you've got to like do your best. And this, that's all true within context. But if we can instead find a humility and know that, you know what? I. I don't have to think I'm going to be changing the whole world all on my own. I'm just one person. But if I can take care of one little piece and make an impact, a significant impact in my small realm, and there's many other people doing it, and I'm doing it sustainably, and I'm doing in a way that isn't burning me out and isn't harming others, and I'm linked to other people, that's that really is... How change happens and how we change entire cultures and and ecosystems. It's when we overreach and try to do too much and burn out and collapse, which is yes. what we're seeing in our culture, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And it's, I will, yeah, I will argue that.
1: Let's start simple and start with the values because that are the easier and to define and are the base, are Mm -hmm. the foundation. And I think when you speak about love and care, that is the core of your values Mm -hmm. and uh, are very universal ones. So let's start there and ask, how can we create businesses that are serving us, are serving that better world that we want to create and not just as being in service of it, whatever that it is out there, like it was something that (laughs) we create that, humans create that so we can transform whatever that is and not being slaves of it. Because you're speaking about burnout, that is something, uh, one of the areas of work that I do is burnout prevention Uh, and uh, seeing how, even in the small business, how people can fall into that burnout cycle of working, 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 and and pushing, 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 and then they burn out, and then they are not there to make the impact that they have the potential of
0: making. Exactly, exactly. The Sufi perspective, my my spiritual lineage, the Sufi perspective on burnout is that an overwhelm, is that it comes from exactly from this place of values that a lot of times our values are around, you know, things like care or impact or love or service, or, you know, there's these 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 things. And what we often unconsciously fall into is thinking, oh, I have to manufacture those qualities. I have to manufacture love. And I have to, you know, manufacture these, what are these like really, from a Sufi perspective, divine essences that we can receive and we can fill with and we can express. But I mean, who can create love? You know, you don't get out a hammer and, you know, and screwdriver or whatever and start manufacturing love. That's when it starts to feel weird. If we can find the humility and allow ourselves to receive our values in our heart and experience them, be with them, whether it's, you know, meditation or spiritual practice or contemplation or walks in nature, whatever it is, to just be aware of, oh, I can, I can breathe, I can carry these values and then express them. Then we don't feel the urgency of like, oh, I've got to keep working. If I just work a little bit harder, I can manufacture this. Instead, we're naturally expressing them. And that brings a different sense of ease and uh, tranquility, even contentment, so that we're not chasing the, you know, as the Buddhists call the hungry ghost, trying to eat more and more and more for something that's never really going to nourish us.
1: Yeah. And the trusting that this is possible, believing that this is possible and you are with your work and uh, your clients that you are guiding through their company, showing that uh, you are creating evidence that shows that this is possible. So how can people learn more about you and your work besides going to wherever they buy their books and buy your book um, and <laughs> where they can learn more about you
0: well um our business which is like i said has been around since um 2000 2001 um heart is where we live on the internet um And the book itself has its own website, heartcenteredbusinessbook.com. And um, you can get an excerpt of the book from the book website. You can come to our website. There's lots of free things, including a free business assessment. And like a lot of things, I don't want anyone to just trust based on, oh, okay, well, that sounds good. Like come and test it out. Like if what I'm saying resonates or it sounds interesting or intriguing, check out the free stuff for as long as you need to until you feel like you have some trust. See if see if it actually works for you. And whether or not you get help from us, I just want to say that if you have in mind a heart-centered business, make sure you get help and support from somewhere because we need you to succeed. This is part of what the culture and the economy is needing is more successful heart-centered businesses um, in addition to many other things. Um, And I don't want to see anyone's dreams to end up kind of broken on the ground. I, I want to, I want to see people flying.
1: Love it. Keep spreading that light and uh, spreading your message out there is so important. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening and remember to follow this podcast. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review that really help us spread the word about the Mindset Zone. Also visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find amazing resources and more information about my speaking and how I support purpose-driven individuals and organizations, increase their impact, while preventing burnout as always i'm so grateful you are here expand what's possible for you for the ones around you for the world